Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 231, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is, of course, Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Uh, it is Tal Day. Mm-hmm. I have mine on my lap. Wow. I actually didn't know it was Tal Day, oh, but I just keep it on my lap when I'm eating peanut butter toast because it can wait, get where's messy. mine? It can get messy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that a real day? Is that what, is that for real? That's there. Got there's a uh, absurd day for for everything. Nice. Oh yeah, right. I mean, if if we lobbied hard enough, I mean, we could get the pipe Jerry or Jerry Pipe Day <laughs> that episode of Grand Crew. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka because the pod brings you Jack. Uh, that is courtesy of Eric <laughs> Keller, who actually that's not courtesy of him. I just did that because I wanted to get a Blues Traveler one in because uh, Eric Keller let me know after listening to today's pod. I had to wonder if you fellas knew Blues Traveler and Bruce Willis had a collaboration on one of their albums. Oh, shit. Which I think is called like Free Willis or Free... I I don't know. I did not know. You you were right to wonder. (laughs) We did not know that. Hell no. But that makes sense because Bruce Willis, I think, just had an instant pang of jealousy when he heard a blues-ish song go mainstream number one. I think he wasn't having that shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta go. They need some Bruno. Anyways, uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles Gray, a.k.a. Juneteenth. 
Juneteenth, Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Walmart really knows now. It's the freedom for me. What the <laughs> fuck were those dumb ass items that Walmart paraded out this week? It's the freedom for me. Okay. Very interesting. I was again the moments where I could be like, "Can I be in the my brainstorming session of some of these companies?" Really, I really that somebody needs to make a documentary about just they just keep trying. Whoever's out there trying to make a documentary, like you know, we got that leak of the Pepsi logo design, but there's so many bad marketing decisions. Oh yeah, that happen or like the the brainstorm behind the Imagine video. Could you imagine if somebody had captured that? I like to see the crash and burn of these marketing. I do too. <laughs> They're fun. The best, but yeah. like, I want to see. I want to see their. You want to see the room where it happens to it. Yeah, the room where it's look, Jack. Exactly. Here's the thing. I think most, especially people of color, have been in this situation. If they've ever worked anywhere that's predominantly white, there'll be a bad idea in the room, and you're the only one looking around, be like, "Oh fuck! 100%. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" And then they go, "Miles, what do you think about that?" And you're fucked because you just started there and you're like uh i mean are there any other ideas and it's like but it's not offensive right i'm like well i just look i'm 25 and i just started working i don't know if the best person to ask great print it <laughs> it's always just like you need one person's cosign for any terrible mistake and i think it just yeah that felt Rinse like a personal repeat. attack because i do say great print it after every time <laughs> uh, we we just make a decision on our creative yeah. team so like you mean just stop this recording of the print audio it. file print it <laughs> great print it do finger guns anyways miles we are thrilled mm. to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious comedian director and writer uh, yes. who you know from the hilarious nbc sitcom grand crew the last OG ghosted people of earth hoops hey, uh, hey, from her hey, comedy up, album up, karate. Uh, it's been way too damn long. Way it's Charlotte Lorstein. <laughs> what up? What Fox up? Say. It's Charlotte. I'm here. I'm British now. I've oh, been in the UK shit. for like 20 years. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm excited. I haven't seen you guys in so long. British yeah. Columbia. British yeah. Columbia. British Columbia. Yeah. I moved, to, yeah, I moved yeah. to Vancouver. Nuts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my favorite town. My favorite oh, cool. town. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The Zeit Gang is strong up there. We owe you a live show in Vancouver. For sure. Oh, you yeah, guys for sure Toronto. should do it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I can't. I, like I said, I can't I can't keep telling people how much I love it up there. I love There's it. There's a good comedy scene here. There's a pretty good, like, uh, little indie comedy scene out here. I like it. Mm. Yeah, we've had a few uh, uh, BC comedians on before. Oh, nice. Least one. Yeah. I still but don't I know anybody. It's like, I've still been here through the pandemic. Like, I think I know two people. You haven't excavated the indie comedy scene of your local community that you just moved to I've, during I've, the pandemic? Come on, Charlotte. I've been very slow and lackadaisical <laughs> about it. I mean, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. To me, but I'm an introvert. Are you missing anything uh, from California while you've been in? Everything. <laughs> Sunshine, oh, yeah. um, number oh, one. Sure. Isn't it starting That's to change, though, a little bit? Uh, just now. <laughs> just started it's just started like this was the first good weekend or like the first sunny weekend uh we've had all year so far okay pretty it's just gray and like 40s 50s you know how there's june gloom and in la it's like that but for for six months so Mm. but the summer here i actually think you know i'll say this on i'll say this live on air but like i actually think vancouver is like a secret hot spot for the summer like 
people right. are sleeping on it. <laughs> I was just like, if, if this Secret is COVID hotspot or what are we talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. If you want beautiful hiking, beautiful mountains, like beaches, lakes, like there's an island. We just went to the island over the weekend for Victoria Day. There's different holidays. Oh, you over went to Victoria here. Island? Yeah, we went over uh, to Victoria Island. It was absolutely yeah. stunning. I went to Bowen uh, Island for a yoga retreat. I've just been living my best, like, white woman life, like, yoga yeah. life, like, island life. Like, I'm I'm living my best life. You I got guess. all white linen? All white linen. All white people. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, not di- <laughs> it's not diverse. That is the way, that's also what I miss <laughs> from L.A. <laughs> be different. Is some P.O.C. It's been great. Sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I... I I have to think that at least over half of our American listeners are like, damn, she did it right. Well, yeah. Hearing that you moved to Vancouver during the pandemic, like yeah. that the last time you were on like Miles was w- would have been very jealous. Now I'm like, so like, what do you need to get <laughs> citizenship up there? And like, what is what's that? Yeah. But congratulations on Thank making you. that move. Thank you. And we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of things we're talking about. We are going to try and wade into the uh, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial, more more so the media barrage and just like the significance of how much attention, how much of the national shared consciousness it is taking up. We're going to talk about a bill that seems like it might. I think I think this is a typo, Miles. It, it says it might make things better. <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you fuck up there? What, what happened? A bill? Really? Okay. I'll t- all right, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. It might work. It might work. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Charlotte, we do like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history?" Oh man, this is embarrassing. But right now, I'm watching own Oprah Winfrey Networks put a ring on it, but there, <laughs> it's not in Canada. So I have oh, to like, no. I did a, <laughs> a like a long Google search of trying to find it just on the internet, and I eventually found it. So thanks, internet. Yeah. Put Wait. a ring how to watch put a ring on it is my Google search. <laughs> how to watch put a there ring on it go. in Canada is, is my last Google search. Were there any like deep textual analyses like how to watch put a ring on it? <laughs> There's like, actually how to situate yourself ontologically. <laughs> I actually found a bunch of YouTube channels that recap the show and talk about the relationships. This is a, so it's like a, a therapist that sits down with three relationships, three couples who are on the brink. And whether they're going to walk away or put a ring on it. And like the whole show just watches them open up their relationship and date other people. So it's amazing. And it's actually a really good show. Like people are actually having real breakthroughs, but I'm kind of a reality junkie. So this is this is me in a nutshell. I'll do anything to watch. Damn. This so this is like, so basically the show. ultimatum ripped this show it, off. It, it did. That's made exactly it what happened. Yes. Because this right. show is in its like third season or something. So this is the yeah. uh, living single to friends. That's exactly uh, what it pipeline. is. <laughs> I think we've seen this before. I haven't watched uh, the ultimatum, but I'll be able to tell you next time I'm on if well, it's better. Though I mean, I've seen it fucking twice now. <laughs> but wow, the way you're describing it sounds exactly Damn. the same premise. They're couples who are on the brink of having to either get married or explore whether or not this person's right for them. They facilitate that by having them go on dates and destabilizing things just right. to figure out at the end if they're right for each other but th- the way the ultimatum does it is like reckless <laughs> so oh, you know this- what i'm lying because i'm a reality junkie i i've definitely watched the ultimatum and I- <laughs> 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 it was just so boring i forgot <laughs> right 
This seems oh, similar to the uh, Country Music Network. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> I wonder if there's any influence there. It's called shit or get. <laughs> shit or get. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Are you not just using a VPN though? Like, wouldn't that but my be VPN didn't work. I tried to use my VPN to use my Hulu to do my HBO Max. It didn't work. So they, okay, I you know think they're on to us. I think they're on to you know us. What it, is. And it literally shows you. up and it says you're as not a, in the country. <laughs> as a VPN hooligan. Yeah. Sometimes some of the streaming services, they catch on to yes. s- specific server locations that you pick. Okay. So if you're in a larger city, like some of them, they're like, don't pick New York because okay. there's a lot of VPN traffic going through those servers. And it's easier for Netflix to be okay. like, that's the one. Stop it. Versus just shift over to New Jersey. Okay. And then okay. suddenly... And if you look, there's a lot of articles where people talk about which VPN server locations okay. you need to use to be able to watch your streaming without having to do like the one and a half speed weird YouTube rips that people end up okay. resorting to. Thank you. Everything's legal in Jersey. Isn't that a line <laughs> from um, Hamilton? I, I like to quote <laughs> Hamilton. I feel like it makes me seem cool. What do you is guys that, think? Is that an actual line? I think so. Yeah, because they, they keep oh, like shit. going over there to duel. <laughs> he sends oh. his son over there to like get shot, and then he goes over and gets. You shot definitely listened to it very recently. How often are you listening to it? I haven't listened to it in two years, but when oh, wow. I was listening to it, I was listening to it too much. Right, like all you of said. Us. I remember you tweeted a couple weeks ago. You said, "Well, you guys are too busy with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers." I'm sitting with a real classic, <laughs> the Hamilton. I'm soundtrack. discovering new things. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Uh-oh, Kendrick wasn't the only one in the lab. The only word Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so was Lynn Manuel on this one. I liked his, I liked his character work on the Heart Part 5, but like could he have possibly inhabited the role of a founding father? Would it wow. have killed him, you know? <laughs> Am I right over here, folks? That sounds like a this yeah, that's like a Gutfeld monologue right. joke or yeah. something. By the way, Gutfeld still a show, I believe. Yeah, right? no, it's it's killing. it's like killing it. It's it's yeah. very popular ratings wise, not humor or as a product for people to consume wise. It's just many right. people watch it. I don't know. The jokes are pretty sharp. They're they're great out uh, over there yeah. on Gutfeld. Sharp is the tip of a clan <laughs> hood. Exclamation point! I just have to look up Gutfeld. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? What do I think is overrated? Real talk. You know what? Like work. <laughs> I think work mm. is overrated. <laughs> Real talk. Go on. I just feel like as a country, we're going through a lot, you know, and like sometimes we, you know, we can like ignore work. We can ignore everything and how we're feeling about it just to continue to go to work. And right. you know what? Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Fuck work, yo. Like we need to take care of ourselves first. So so maybe that. That's off the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's- I mean, it's it's how we're raised in America. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is one mode work. If yeah. I take more than a week of vacation, my brain starts attacking itself. Yeah, you know another oh, thing. Oh yeah, I took a break. I've been taking a break for quite some time, and there's all this shame. You feel ashamed of yourself. Yeah. You're just like, am exactly. I even like worth it? <laughs> yeah, like, and you're like, get that damn person? boot out your mouth. Yeah, get that you know fucking boot out break. your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you. You're like. We've just been raised with that reflex to be like, if you do anything less than backbreaking work 
48 hours a day. You are nothing. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not good. It's not a good way to think. I mean, I even have guilt like that with like immigrant parents, black grandparents, like just thinking of how hard people's Absolutely. lives were from people I descend from and I'm like, I'm a fucking comedian podcaster. Absolutely. I'm like, am I working? I'm like we're some Constantly. of the hardest working. I feel like uh, hustlers, <laughs> like people hustling to make a living out of this industry, that just be like, you know, we don't even right. want you, you know? So it's just like, we're working really hard just to make something. But yeah, this year, this year I was like, yo, work is not it. When hmm. did you, so did you, would you say you just this year turned a corner where you, you, you yelled at the shitty shift manager in your brain and you're like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm going to take Ooh, a break when I want to. I love that metaphor. <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah. that. Like, I, I feel like it happened in, at the end of 2019. At the end of 2019, I was just absolutely burned out. Like, just, mm-hmm. just could not deal <laughs> with another thing. But there's all these things going on in your head. Like, if I stop working, am I even alive? Am I real? <laughs> like, what, right. what do I, what does it mean? <laughs> you know, like, it just, I just, and it also just feels like, especially with what we do, like, if you take a break, then do you disappear? Like, will people yeah, remember me? You know, am I relevant anymore? And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to report that, like, I've been real quiet for the last, I would say, two years. And no one's forgotten me. There's been no catastrophic end <laughs> to my career. If anything, no. I feel a lot better. And I'm coming back with a different relationship to work. One that right. puts me at the center, that values me and my mental health and my well-being before, I guess, other shift people. manager in your head. Straight right. up. That's exactly, I love that. Yeah. yeah. The Well, I took two weeks off recently for the first time, I think, in my since my honeymoon, maybe. And my just like my parents' reaction was like, how? Wow. How are you going to, huh? You could do that. So, like, are you bringing your computer down to Guatemala, or it's just I'm like, okay, I know. Now I'm starting to like see the the mask, uh, see like who who the shift manager was uh, modeled after. Absolutely, Um, yeah, right, absolutely. And you can and you can do that. That's the other one. (laughs) You're allowed to do that. Absolutely, and not just my parents. Like a lot of people, like a lot of yeah people I know who are just like friends. You know, yeah, we're just so inundated and we've been inoculated with these shit values of like just a hustling and shit. And we, we're only now like beginning to have like real pushback, like public or people like that shit is dumb and toxic and doesn't make sense. And it's actually the worst way to like pr- prioritize how you experience your physical life, like putting that work shit rather than being like, how do I maintain like my semblance of peace or happiness first Absolutely. and then try to do it. But we don't always have the, you know, luxury or, or ability to even take time off. And that's why I think it's important. Hopefully more people are radicalized by that realization and being like, wait, hold up. This is a, such a fucked up deal. Absolutely. Like, we need, we need a bet. We need a better way to do this. Absolutely. Cause it's not like the fucking earth stops spinning. Cause somebody right. fucking took t- parental leave. You know what I mean? But they have everybody thinking that's how this shit works. Like, it's this fucking perpetual motion machine. It's like, if one person stops hustling, we'll all die. Hmm. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and find out what you think is underrated and get into the news. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Charlotte, we like to ask our guests, finally, what is something you think is underrated? You know, this goes hand in hand with what I think is overrated. What I think is underrated is rest. I think Mm. like, and I don't just mean like taking a break. I mean, taking a real break where you don't feel guilty about taking a break, where you don't feel ashamed of taking a break. You genuinely turn off, (laughs) you genuinely take a break and you rest and you are present and in the moment and you enjoy your time. And you come back refreshed and rejuvenated and ready. Mm, yeah. I just realized something I was doing was like, so during during the week, during the work week, I like wake up and meditate and try and meditate twice a day, like get myself, you know, in the most healthy place I can. But on the weekends, like I just like don't do that. I'm like not <laughs> valuing the my day of rest as like an important day where I need to like be taking care of myself and, you know, go proactively, you know, just like putting myself in the best position to like have a have a good day. I'm just like, nah. All right, right. my kids fucking woke me up. I guess yeah. I like, go downstairs and like dump cereal in front of them and just <laughs> on their heads. stand there itching my ass. Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, as a parent on the weekends, do you even get that time? Like, what do you even have to do to get that time? Yeah, you just need a schedule with, you know, I, I mean, I'm fortunate to have my wife who, uh, you know, we can schedule schedule time out. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so she could take a break. You could take a break. I mean, the, I really do feel that, like, on the weekend, for whatever reason, like, I'm like, like you, Jack, I'm much more mindful about where my thoughts are and like how I'm setting myself up in the morning. But then like a weekend hits and I'm like, it's like a lazy Tuesday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, man, I don't know, man. Fuck yeah. it. Like, just, Is there this still cupcakes in the cupboard? <laughs> Shit, man. I'm just going to eat whatever yeah. cupcakes are left over. And it's not even like this idea too, like, oh, you need to go on a vacation or whatever. Like try a form of disconnecting that you never have before. And I think that's kind of the real big point, Charlotte, that you're making, right? Is like, can you, I get like, if you have other duties and things like that, you can't completely go off the grid. But are you able to, when you have a day off, not look at your phone, just take some time to really just experience, like just kind of sit with yourself or go out and experience nature or just do something like that that isn't sort of like tangentially tied to what you normally do. And you will feel a really big difference. I mean, there was a time uh, like two weeks ago, I forgot my phone at home when we well, we went out to go somewhere. And I was like, shit, I've got my fucking phone. And we all and I was like, I was like, should I turn around? And party was like, man, fuck it. Like, this is good. Just yeah. fucking exist. And like, if anyone really needs to get a hold of you, they know how to get a hold of you. I was like, I was with Her Majesty. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But it really was at the end. I was like, holy shit. While she was using her phone, I just kind of sat looking around. Asked her what she was looking at on her phone. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, no fair. Let me use it a little bit too. <laughs> All right, you had it for two minutes. Now let me get in on that. <laughs> no, I was just, I felt like the person that, like, you know, five years ago, I'm like, look at this weird dude. All when there was no phone, like looking around at things yeah. in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, you know Asshole. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was Who very. Do you think you are? Yeah. I, yeah, I reminded myself. I'm like, oh shit, like. 
usually sitting, I usually sit with like the fear of like not being occupied with something like even my phone or a distraction and to not do that and subjecting myself to like hours of it was fun. I mean, not fun. I was just like, oh, that wasn't bad. And actually I've had a different experience than I normally do. It's crazy that it's weird now and just in our lifetime too. Like when we were kids, like we didn't even have phones and now like there are things that we absolutely feel weird (laughs) if we're not on constantly. What a life. Exactly. What a life we've We had yeah. a guest uh, on Monday, Margaret Killjoy, who said something that's really sat with me since she was on, which is she talks about how much her world is screen-based. Yeah. Whether she's writing or having to podcast or research or do these other things that she really has things that are not screen-based activities that are also take attention and aren't just literally like, I look out a window for 45 minutes. It's just like, no, I do other shit with my hands that yeah. doesn't involve a screen. And I really kind of try, I was really trying to lean into that the last couple of days. And it's been beneficial actually to like kind of prioritize. I'm like, now I need something that doesn't involve a screen. Like, you know, in the old, even fucking reading a book is fine. Yeah. But just don't be on the fucking screen. And that, it's a a subtle thing I didn't realize was taking. I I actually have this uh, really good nature YouTube video. I'm going to forward to you, Miles, (laughs) that just like makes you feel like you're just. So unplugged. Dude, and if you put headphones on that are noise canceling, it's recorded binaural audio. Like you feel like you are in the Everglades. My my wife and I last night were watching like videos of starfinches. Is is that the like bird that's incredibly populous in Europe? Like the birds that do like the murmurations that are starlings. Like, starlings, yeah, 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 yeah. Murmurations of starlings. Yeah, yeah, murmurations of starlings. Like on our phone, we we're like, this is. <laughs> This is it, man. <laughs> is, we're, there, we're just getting man. back to basics. Oh, man. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, look at that murmuration. How many birds do you think that is? Yeah. They're all vibing as one. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have anything, Miles? Right. Charlotte asked. If you ha- if you have anything that like allows you to unplug and then I interrupted. Oh, yeah, have you found uh, anything? YouTube nature video. Yeah, group. I mean I I, pl- I play my instruments more. I mean, I've been a musician my whole life. Oh, and nice. A lot of time I don't, I didn't have time to like just play for fun. So now like I just, rather than making beats on a computer or something, I just turn the amp up and I just kind of play and I just kind of vibe out with that, that or reading or riding my bike. I mean, I just really, I I really like riding my like bikes since I was a kid. So I just like mob around fucking neighborhood and shit. And I just kind of listen to music and it's nice to just feel the, you know, the sensation of being present in my physical body Man. and not being in my fucking thoughts all the time. And I ride pegs when Miles is riding around <laughs> yeah. on his bike. <laughs> yeah. I go handlebars. And even though I tell you, you got to wear a helmet because your wife is like, make sure he wears a helmet. I'm like, yeah. I tell him, but right. he doesn't listen. He says it doesn't look cool. Yeah. I like take Here, it off so. like an inch above my head. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to, be, yeah, you're trying to be yeah. a rebel. So you undo the chin strap <laughs> and you're like, yep. well, whatever. It looks more low key. Like, <laughs> all right, Charlotte, has this story reached you up in the outer, outer reaches of North America and in, in Canada? Has the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial? You heard of this? Dominated. Absolutely. Yeah. So this, I, I've wanted to, talk about this because our show is met is you know one one of our goals is to map the zeitgeist and this has been absolutely everywhere and there's a journalist named natalie sure and she has kind of been following the case throughout and like tweeting about it and then she just dropped an article on new republic 
I really like her. I trust her judgment. And her thing from the start has been like, you know, Amber Heard's stories like are are pretty like full of holes and there's like a lot of kind of contradictory evidence. So she's like, I would not that so the the main point of the article is like that there's a lot of think pieces being like this is you know if you're on the left you are team heard if you're on the right like you're team Johnny Depp and her kind of point is actually they're both wrong the case like neither illustrates society's eagerness to denigrate and victimize uh denigrate victim victimized women or the opposite the you know it doesn't show that there is like a pervasive misandrist witch hunt out there but i don't know so like the the thing that i feel like her account leaves out is just she she kind of treats it as like a tawdry celebrity story that's like a curi- a passing curiosity but like i've not seen a story take over as much as this one has like maybe i don't, I don't know it's a, it's like the new fucking oj trial like people are just breathlessly like reporting everything that happens in the courtroom. And I just, I, I think that like, that is the story here actually is like how, I don't know if it is the result of a sort of nascently misogynistic culture, just like waiting for the right case where they can make their point that like, well, you can't believe all women because look, she's lying. Or if it's if that's being pushed by like industry, you know, people who have stuff riding on Johnny Depp's like continued career. But it one way or another, it does feel like it's a bigger deal than just like a tawdry news story that's like passing. Like it feels like Gamergate to me. And like yeah. Ga- Gamergate is not you know, the point of Gamergate was not like, well, you know, there's to, corruption to, in game development. Right. And, and like to go in and like analyze that it's, you know, I, I think her main point that she's making is like, don't stake the Me Too movement and like the integrity of the Me Too movement on like the I believe Amber Heard movement. Right. But I think that's fine. But like overall, her character characterization of the case and its popularity i think is a little dismissive and like oh i mean it doesn't take into account what the what the chilling effect is for people who are abuse victims yeah right you know like because what we're doing is on tiktok we're showing even younger people it's not just adults who are engaging with this content it's younger people too who are looking at a thing where if you just look at it at the situation on social media, you think if you speak to support Amber Heard or question Johnny Depp, then you're just going to get flamed by a ton of people. And then gives this idea of like, is that the right side? If you're not thinking about it critically. On right. another, you just get an example of like, well, these people are also clearly, like if you look at the case that Johnny Depp had against the son in the UK, like the court found 12 of the 14 allegations like to to rise to like a civil standard, like that they wasn't that it wasn't hearsay. And right. there's a complete like a lot of people are treating this case like as if Johnny Depp is uh, going to go to jail if he loses this trial. When other observers have pointed out 
it this it was a weird move for him and almost seems like he knew what would happen by by taking like by taking on this case or pursuing this case which is you know what if i go out here you're gonna have to cop to a lot of shit that you did and at the end of the day they're gonna think you look way worse than even i do even with all the stuff they're gonna hear about me because this plenty a lot of awful shit has come out about johnny depp in the course of this trial but it's just been kind of like eh, we'll keep the focus there and this feels like a like a very odd like tactic to just sort of kind of like deepen the pain of like a, just a toxic relationship and like now watch me take you to court and make this completely miserable for everybody damn you sound, Miles, you sound like a lawyer talking about this case. Hearsay, <laughs> rise to the civil standard shit. I, I didn't I, know. I, <laughs> I, look, you know why, though? Because if I look at it like anybody else, I was confused as fuck as to what the fuck was going on. Part of me said, damn, these people got so much energy for Johnny Depp. Something, maybe real. something's going on. And I was like, fuck it. It might not be worth it for me to, to really examine what's going on here. But I think that's most people's response because one side is so vocal that it's just kind of like, oh, shit, like, I don't I don't I don't know what right. to say. Right. But this is really significant. I mean, you look at the amount of people who have been making money on YouTube views off of this. Like there's a whole industry now, like a cottage industry about amplifying like pro dep anti herd messaging Damn. on social media, too. Like there is a on Vice, they did a uh, interview with like some kid who had a pro dev YouTube channel. He had three hundred forty nine subscribers like before the trial. This kid has twelve thousand now and he's 15 Damn. just putting together super cuts of like ownage montages of Amber Heard. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I have time because I'm homeschooled. And you just yeah. kind of see like there's there's an appeal or there's an inroad for someone to benefit, even if they realize like what they're perpetuating or not. But it's also just you see how how much opportunity this is presented, whether it's to like right. channels that are going to do round the clock coverage or clickbait for websites. It's clear that like this, the audience interaction with it, too, is also like feeding the media and like this really bizarre feedback loop as well. And I'm like and it had me again feeling like what's going on? Like, yeah. and am I is does this saturation mean something? I haven't been paying that much attention to it because of exactly what Miles said, that it just feels like a toxic relationship on the stand and for public opinion to, I guess, contribute to this toxic relationship. But I I, I feel like there's nothing. I feel like it being attached to me too is unfortunate because I feel like it has nothing to do with me too. And I feel like it's, it's unfair for every single celebrity tat, you know, situation to be raised to the level of, I guess, justifying me too or not. So, right. I mean, I think yeah. it's, un I think it's unfortunate it also because I think, I think celebrities, you know, I don't know, there seems to be like some mental illness stuff going on with this too, just like the level totally. of violence and the level of toxicity between the two of them, the drug use, all the stuff that's going on. And it's all just for public consumption. And we're just watching it and taking sides, but it's like, these are two human beings who clearly are not all together and their, their shit's out for everybody to judge. And it's, and it's allowed for a lot of like, in general, the, because of, you know, there's like, there's like Amber Heard isn't the perfect victim. Right. Therefore, she is not a victim. Therefore, she, in fact, is the actual abuser, kind of like 
like sort of logic is what you're seeing played mm-hmm. out. And we see this shit all the time. This there there's seldom a perfect abuser. If you're in a relationship or any kind of, you're you're fighting against something, at a certain point you push back because that's your human nature of being in a situation like this. And you see this all the time even with like police violence, right? The police yeah. kill somebody and then they're like, "Nah, well, you know, they were smoking weed." Yeah. It's yeah. like they got or shot they shouldn't in have their ran. <laughs> Wait, like, what the hell? Hold on. They had a gun? <laughs> well, it was a the cops just busted in the door with guns, with like waving guns. What what are you talking about? And so it's like this this reflex of like just also being like, well, there's no such thing as a perfect victim and nothing really to see here. Let's just kind of keep this moving. Can't believe Johnny Depp has had to go through such a horrible ordeal. Yeah. And but that doesn't feel like this at all to me. The fact the that this is the most Im- the most sort of popular and like just media saturating case that has happened in the Me Too era, I feel like is like it. It's this other type of lie that's very common and effective in American culture, which is the sampling error, where they find like the one instance where. Either their point is true or it's easy yeah. for them to make the case that the, you know, victim is lying and they make it, you know, they use that to blow it up and put it everywhere and make it seem like this is yeah. this is this is what what things are actually like. It's yeah. like, no, that's this is extremely unusual that there are a lot of unique factors happening in this case, like you were talking about, Charla, and. You know, the, this is the same thing that happens with the local news where yeah. they it's it's not that they're making up crimes to uh, show on the local news. They are just showing a disproportionate number of crimes committed by black men or people of color or, you know, whoever they want to make people yeah. think is committing the most crimes and like that it's called confirmation bias isn't it is that what it's called well there's sampling error but then yeah oh. i mean that confirmation bias is like that that helps them mm-hmm. believe right, what be they like, already see? wanted to believe yeah right yeah. and i think that's the thing too is like there was i read there, i was reading like a thread from like a mental health counselor who deals a lot with uh, abuse survivors and the, talking about how sometimes in the narrative of a, of someone's head, if things don't match up perfectly with yours, sometimes that can be a threat to the validity of your claim that you had that been through an ordeal. And that, you know, was just start talking about the phenomenon of how some of that doubt or whatever is just, you know, like this sort of internalized misogyny, too, of like being like, oh, God, well, like and we're seeing a lot of these women be elevated as like the biggest depth defenders too who are being like mm-hmm. let me tell you i've been through something what amber heard is going through bullshit so it's also causing this really fucked up split with people who have gone through a similar situation and also just like the empathy is not flowing properly at all and we're just getting into this really fucked up you know like you're saying like we're just watching this toxic mess play out and we have like kids taking sides making tiktok videos where it's like you're 12 years old and you're like pretending to be Amber Heard in a video like what it's doing to popular culture, I think, is another thing, too, that we're not really kind of grappling with. It's like almost like when Lorena Bobbitt, that Lorena Bobbitt case right, came out right. when I was a kid. I was like, yo, she chopped this dude's penis off. But then you're like, oh, my God, he was abusing her right. physically and sexually for years. 
Well, and is it is a- it the case that's affecting popular culture? Or is it popular culture affecting the case? Because it's like if this case wasn't right. a it wasn't a place like I don't know I don't know Finland. Where do they have like equal <laughs> where there's like <laughs> equality between the sexes? If if it was a place that was more objective. If it was a place like there's already conspiracy theories coming out about all kinds of things. Every new thing that comes out, there's a new conspiracy theory. So it just kind of feels just like it's us that is reflecting this case. Like, mm. like it's us. If it if it was dropped in another culture that wasn't so toxic towards women, that wasn't so toxic in general, would it be different? I think it would be really different. But because it's us, because right. because we already have bias, because we already don't believe and we don't want, you know, or not enough of us want it. This is what we're seeing. And we're not able to actually objectively look at this is, hey, these are two people who are in a really toxic relationship that probably need to handle this in a different way and handle themselves in a different way. But we're watching it like a circus. And it's actually like really sad. I think I think it's really sad. I feel like this yeah, is the, the yeah. like Brett Kavanaugh thing where the people who didn't want to believe the accuser in that case, but the yeah. accuser is just fucking telling the truth. And it was like pretty obvious like that. This is like the those people coming back and being like, see, and not only that, that accuser was extremely valid. Like she she was she was an ideal accuser. In, right, in, right, in, right. In, Perfect. Well, exactly. you know, she, she was white, right. she was educated, she was she was she wasn't poor. You know, like she she had all of the things that you we would imagine we would want from an accuser, and it still wasn't enough. So it, it tells me that like we're in a culture that doesn't want to take, we don't want to change the status quo. We don't want to take away the power of these men to be able to do what they do. And we we listen to them when they talk about, like that That was the danger when we were talking, whenever a new accuser was accused and it was like, it was a joke. She misread my my advance. She, you know, it, she's yeah. confused. She's the stupid one, actually. She's, this is a witch hunt. She's trying to bring me down. And it's just like, okay, we can play those games <laughs> and act like these men aren't actually predators. But we didn't want to do that. So now I feel like every time a new case comes out, it's just like what Jack was saying. It's like a new sample bias or something like that. Like we just choose what we want to believe when we see these new stories come out. I mean, the last time they used a breakup between a video game reviewer and a game designer for like a culture wide eruption of like violent misogyny in the like game fan industry. But like this, I don't know. This just also feels seismic. I feel like any any attempt to just be like it's a small tawdry like celebrity gossip story is like no this feels this feels like it's giving a big like ugly part of the culture like something that they wanted to yeah it's a, it's yeah. another rorschach test we're collectively failing yeah just to be like mm, that's what you see oh boy okay yeah. we got fucking we got a lot of work to do and yeah. the other part about this too is there isn't a lot of talk about like what exactly like the the legal strategy of Johnny Depp too. Like him and Amber Heard, they lived in California together, but anti-slap laws are very strong in California. You know what I mean? Like like there's a lot of laws to protect people from like defamation suits if they're like you know speaking out against like well-known people. California is very it's very it's a lot harder to bring those kinds of cases there. In Fairfax County in Virginia, completely different story. 
completely different story. The laws are are not as as strict when it comes to these like sort of uh, anti slap laws. And his lawyer first was saying like first was saying like, well, you know, it was, she said something to the Washington Post and that their servers are actually in Fairfax, Virginia, and that's why we're doing it here. But then, like later on, was just also kind of acknowledging, like his lawyer acknowledged, quote, acknowledging a pre-trial, pre-trial hearing that one of the reasons they brought the case in a Fairfax County courthouse is because Virginia's anti-slap slap law is not as broad as the one in California. Hmm. So there's like there's so many layers to like the intent too of like what Johnny Depp's aims are too, and also just again like there is this very there's this like v- this side of it I can't understand like logically right because. You could have you could have just taken you could have just stopped talking, gone on with your career. But this trial is bringing like, again, it's bringing more things on the record about Johnny Depp that I'm sure he wouldn't want out there. But in this instance, it's almost like, well, you know what? I'm she she has to humiliate herself now, too. Right. And guess what? I have more supporters and it's going to look a lot worse for her than it is for me. And it's the same. And that's why Marilyn Manson is doing the exact same thing. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's now it's like a playbook. Like we're seeing like a new playbook. Or I mean, this has existed for a while, but like it's becoming normalized. And now we're not even like looking at all the factors of it, and we're just being like, "Oh, she pooped in the bed." And even then, if you really read the The like the documents about it, most likely the dog and Johnny Depp wasn't even living there at the time. So was she going to shit in her own bed? Right. Like Um, that's anyway. So. There, like yeah. I, I, I do think that it is consequential, and I think for a lot of the reasons too is like the amount of pull, like the amount of gravitational pull it has on social media, like on places like YouTube and TikTok. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of misinformation, weird takes going into the minds of of younger people who are. Yeah, exactly. this may be the first time they're maybe dealing with a case deal, you know, with intimate partner violence. Right. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about a bill that might actually work. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And last time we felt good about a bill, it was ending daylight savings time, I think. <laughs> but it was like the wrong one. <laughs> and also they chose the wrong one. A bunch of people are going to get hit by cars, I think, is <laughs> because oh, of the one they chose. But yeah, so it, this is the Schedules That Work Act. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Simple name. I'm like, okay, schedules that, okay, what's going on? So... of American workers are at hourly gigs, right? Like, and I think most of us know what it's like to work hourly and how uncommon it is to have your shifts be like consistent and predictable. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, like plan your life, like whether it's like classes or childcare or, you know, helping out with your family, things like that. Having a consistent thing, like not only work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, like I know nailed on those are, that's my week. So most people do not have that luxury and we're constantly, you know, having to do weird shit like be on call or have like these weird moments like why the fuck am I on call? I work at a laser tag place. Like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Like so I can break down the soda like syrup boxes when they go empty? Fuck that. So Elizabeth Warren and Rosa DeLauro uh, from the House are introducing this bill because they know like you know, legislation like this should be easy, like a no fucking brainer for anybody to support. And 
who wouldn't want to have some basic rules when it comes to, you know, your managers making your schedule? Get, essentially, they're calling for new laws that would make it, you know, okay for, first of all, if you need a shift, to, like a schedule change, that you don't have to fear retaliation, that you're somehow going to be painted. Like we're talking earlier, like our shitty shift manager reflexes, where it's like, oh, you need to change your schedule. Well, how do we know we can count on you then? Yeah. Like right. that kind of shit. That like trying to do away with that kind of fucked up talk or just like that that sort of environment also to like just shitty things like being on call like when you're like i i have to be able to not do anything like i can't half panic about being called into work like while i'm taking care of something or or getting your hours cut in the middle of a work shift because things are slow yeah and i get that sometimes it's unsustainable but that is also money for the worker that can no longer that now longer no longer has access to that to survive so they're, you know, they're looking at the polling and they say, wow, this, this could work. What the Seems hell? like even Republicans love this. 55% of Republicans support this bill. 55. On, and look, and that's, that's not bad considering how, you know, boot brained most conservatives are about like, you know, going to work and being productive. But I just want to read. Like in the in the text of the bill or just like as they rolled out this bill, they're they're pointing to like why this is necessary, because it's not just like, oh, man, my fucking boss. Right. Quote, a growing body of research demonstrates that unstable and unpredictable work schedules have significant detrimental impacts on sleep quality, mental health and happiness and are associated with unstable child care care arrangements and negative health and behavioral outcomes for children. And impacts are likely to be the most severe for workers of color and their families, as workers of color are more likely than their white counterparts, even compared to white co-workers at the same company, to experience unstable work schedules. Unstable and unpredictable work schedules and the work-family conflict they produce are also associated with higher rates of turnover, which creates further instability for employers and workers. Just like, mm. it's like right there, you're like, How, what, so what's the problem? It just makes sense. Right. And it's introduced by my president, Elizabeth Warren, who is who I voted for in the primaries. But hey, (laughs) we got Joe, you know, do we think this has a chance of like getting through like maybe the bipartisanship will help it get through and get past? Yeah, that sounds like it'll happen. (laughs) I mean, it it makes sense. So it probably won't pass. Right. I think, you know, I don't know who's opposed to it yet, but. You can ch- you can tell somebody whose main donor is like the Chamber of Commerce or something. Yeah. For sure, for sure. They're going to be like, "Hey, man, don't fucking make standardized humane treatment for workers no. a law." You fucking they, do they should pay you for. They should cut out that part about why it's good for workers and just put the part where it's good for the corporations because less turnover. Yeah, hey, less turnover. Don't costs? you want less tor- turnover? I feel like that's how you got to talk in this current climate because that's the only way if you put that it's better for workers of color girl don't even put that yeah <laughs> that is good for the employers because they right. don't want to hear that right 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 it's I, I, it, we'll see what happens i mean i think uh you'd hope that something like this would would work but it is really interesting though when you just look at like the poll numbers right like significant support for something like this from across the political spectrum. And it's like, it's hard to watch Democrats kind of tout these bills that have such bipartisan support, but not see the fucking thread here. You know, like 
hey man, fucking worker rights yeah. are really popular now since you're not willing to do anything about the inequality like in terms of taxation for the wealthy. So maybe lean into this and watch your shitty poll numbers go up. But like, I don't know. I, I would think even the most cynical like Democratic, like Democratic strategist would tell the DNC to go for like another rug pull on like worker rights in the midterms. But hey, it's still early. They may. You never know. Let's see what they do. They've disappointed right. me tremendously. Oh, my gosh. Just, yeah, it's literally like leaving breadcrumbs for like a child, which is how I lead my children home from school. Every day, is just <laughs> lead it, leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for some reason. Works. <laughs> just works. But it's just I'm, like, yeah. hey, over here, over here. And then like, you know, they get distracted by, in this case, lobbyists or whoever's going to tell them that it this is going to make it impossible to make schedules or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Instead of it'll make it slightly more difficult, but that's okay. Because I mean, this is the thing. It's like, this was, I think first, I think Elizabeth Warren first tried to introduce it to Congress, like in 2019. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) (laughs) so been trying to chop at this tree, you know, for ahead of the curve. No, she's always dope. There was one, um, I want to say that like the, one of the earliest ones was in Oregon in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oregon, like I think was one of the first, or at least to my knowledge, and I, so I don't, don't take that as the gospel truth, but in, I know in 2017, they also passed a similar thing. And it's, I think it's just one of those things for ages, people have always been advocating for something like this, which is you you have to let people know when they're working and not working at a bare minimum. Like you can't, we can't have the power dynamic be as you're completely beholden to your employer, but that is the status quo in this country. So I think that's why we see bills like this constantly being like, Hey, how about now? Yeah. Right. Maybe, but yeah, real low and hanging fruit. It feels like a, a stand in for like either unions or just like a larger workers rights movement or push or something like that because just schedules but that's why i like elizabeth warren because she just tries to do it like baby crumbs exactly like what jack was like bit by bit she just tries to break down the bigger movement of what we're trying to do like before that she was trying to do a bunch of like uh regulating the financial industry or the banking Mm -hmm. industry she was trying to regulate it to make it more consumer friendly to like make it more transparent and all these other things that she was trying to do but they didn't listen to her. So she just, she does her best to try to break things down for everybody. But it feels like the Democrat strategy right now is still to appease the the right or to appease like yeah. these Republicans that don't want to work with them. So let's see what they let's see what they mm. do. They've been extremely disappointing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think and meanwhile, you know, Biden just bows to the moderate wing and then we just get a fucking flurry of things like why the progressives fucked it all up. Yeah. Excuse you. No. They look at the people who are saying no to the shit that was wildly popular. It wasn't fucking progressives. And you would think that Biden would just go for it and just do it like he's you're on your way out of life. You know, like you're you're (laughs) like it's like like balls to the walls. Like, you know, you only live once. He's probably like, hey, I got, hey, I got another run in me, you know. So twenty twenty four, maybe don't. that. Way. It's YOLO right now. This is you might die I tomorrow, mean, Biden. I don't know why Biden even feels like he has another term. You know, he might not have another week. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. there was that quote he gave about Taiwan, and then the oh my his God, administration was so immediately was like, no, 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 uh, uh, no, that was Cap. That was Cap. He was Capping. That's all I'm nonsense. I was so mad when I Don't saw that shit. And you're like, oh my God. Like, is he, is it, is it that he's just freestyling up there? It's or... like he saw how to be president 20 years ago and thinks that that's what we need right now. Like, be a warmonger yeah. right now. Everybody's trying to just uh, survive inflation. <laughs> like, you're trying right. to, like, you think that we want the kind of president that we would have needed maybe 20 years ago, which we wouldn't have needed that at all anyway. But right. I feel like he's not able to pivot and focus on the moment and do what's needed in the moment. No, and that's been clear with just his you know, inability to have a real discussion about, you know, Roe v. Wade and how to actually codify proper abortion access into law. But I think that's hopefully again, maybe this is a radicalizing moment for some people to be like, okay, I see things are really fucked up. I see that they have the votes for a lot of this stuff, but they're not doing it. Yeah, Make this make sense. Because let me tell you, I, I see what is happening to Madison Cawthorn. I'm like, damn, could you imagine if the Democrats did that shit to fucking Joe Manchin right. to try and get his ass in line? Like, yeah. to be like, oh, you really want to? Okay, you know, you pissed us off. Watch us eat your ass up. Because our, you know, <laughs> Madison Cawthorn was getting in the way of their, like, polite stroll into fascism. And mm. they, you know, they did what they had to to oust him pretty quickly. So they're probably going to wait to see what happens with the midterms and then make a decision. But, like, I just started hearing like my first Democrat being like, I'm considering a run for 2024, uh, assuming Biden doesn't run, but like almost like a like that is a like 50 50 shot at this point that Biden doesn't run, at which point like the news cycle just becomes utter fucking chaos if he announces that he's not going to run. But the, the person in question Eric Adams from New oh, York City. Oh, great. A brand new mayor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was a cop. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. More cops. More cops. 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 <laughs> Fucking I think hell. that's we, let's just spend the last minute of the episode. Cops 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 cops, 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 everybody. <laughs> Charlotte, such a pleasure having you as always. Where always can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You know what? Hilariously, I am not on social media. Hey, <laughs> you. No wonder you thriving. Yeah, that's why I'm thriving. I'm just like, Amber Heard, who? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But then you it. go on YouTube trying to find yeah. your put a ring on it clip. No, I know like, about why it. Is... I know. It's literally all over YouTube. <laughs> you're real. like, everything is this trial. How? I don't watch this shit, but they've fucked the algorithms up. That, that's all I see. Yeah. Hmm. I am starting a new blog for... Um, expiring new and aspiring screenwriters and creative hustlers like us just giving you know tips and advice on how to thrive it's brand new and hopefully it'll be up it's called theworkingwriter.com work w-e-r-k the working writer so get that work uh hopefully it'll be up by the time this episode is up and if it's not it'll be up at some point (laughs) so that is brand new and i'm gonna be launching that is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying or just regular media? I yeah, guess. actually, my a magazine sister, article. Maybe. <laughs> no, my little sister sends me hilarious. Sh- oh, good. OK. Shorts so all the time. So I'm going to send it over to you guys. It's just this little girl in this in this wig store dancing with the little wig. And it's all done. Right. And it's hilarious. I felt like a Spanish, like a Puerto Rican in this hair. <laughs> I felt Puerto Rican. 
Y'all know I love me some Puerto Rican. I spelled Puerto Rican. Wow, that girl is working that wig. Wait. <laughs> so stupid. That's so funny. Um, Miles, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying? Find me at, on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, and also check out, obviously, Mad Boosties, the basketball podcast Jack and I do. Uh, we've got fantastic guests. This week is no different. Also, check out 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 Day Fiance, some tweets that I like. Well, achi, well, achi, well, achi. Uh, let's try this one. This one is just funny to me because I laugh at people who are taking crypto L's, you know, when they can afford to. Okay, I'm not laughing at the small retail investor who may have been absolutely hoodwinked. Uh, but this is from More Butter at More Butter TV tweeted Seth Green's Bored Ape NFT, which was set to star in its own animated show, was stolen through a phishing scam. Don't tell me this, Miles. Re- don't tell me that. Green no longer owns the commercial uh, rights to the NFT, and thus the show cannot move forward. Oh, my God. How is he going to perpetuate these racist memes? Oh, Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not laughing. I know. I know. <laughs> That's not a joke And he, here's another one uh, for all the I think you should leave fans out there. President of Calendars at Mr. Zoomer tweeted a picture of a guy like with his new lawn sign. And you know those lawn signs that say like, in this house we believe, like love is love, mm. black lives matter, like those sort of, you know, being like, hey, you're in a safe neighborhood until you ask me for something by knocking on my door uh, kind of signs. <laughs> this sign says, in this house we believe, the bones are their money, so are the worms. They've never <laughs> seen so much food as this. <laughs> Underground, there's half as much food as this. Bones equal dollars. <laughs> Just because that the the skeletons came to life song sketch is one of my favorites. That is. Oh, that <laughs> and is the bones are their money. <laughs> the thing I like about I think you should leave, which I always forget every one of the sketches until someone quotes it for me. And then I remember it all <laughs> over again. And it's funny to me all over again. But it <laughs> cannot stick in my brain for some reason, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A couple of tweets I've been enjoying. Ginny Hogan tweeted, I've been described as introverted by dozens of men I didn't want to talk to. And then Domatella Versace tweeted, asking a close friend, what do you do for work again? Which is just (laughs) something I identify with. You can find Wait, us you know people on- like that? You're like, wait, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know what any of my friends in finance do for a living. Like, none of them. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, facts. Zero. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Oh, man. Uh, This track is from Nia Archives, and it's called Love Light. I don't know where she is from, but this track is, like, very DIY, like, pop kind of thing. But it almost feels like she's combining, like, West African high life, like, guitar with drum and bass and singing on it. It's a very, like, genre 
diverse like bear like it's that mute when you hear it, you're like oh shit okay we're in 2022 for sure listen to this shit uh so this is nia archives with love like l-u-v-l-i-k-e all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to you all then bye 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 Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.